Hello. We are so glad that you could join us today. Our prayer is that as you listen to the word, you would take this time to draw nearer to God as an individual and as a family. God loves you so so much, and his desire is for you to get closer to him in this season through worship, through dwelling in his word and prayer. Well, good morning church. Uh, what a glorious day this is, and I believe that God has already ministered, spoken to, and touched a lot of us, and will continue to do so as we proceed. As you have already seen, Pastor Tom is away, uh, but he has sent us a message of really strengthening and a charge for what next after the prayer conference. It really is such a trepidatious thing to stand in instead, uh, having been tasked to bring the word of God today, and I'm so thankful to to him and to God for such opportunities. And I believe that what God has given us will edify both you and I this morning. We've just come out of an amazing prayer conference and what a word and a charge on dominion for us to be able to go out and fulfill the mandate that God gave to us in Genesis 1 to go and have dominion. It's after such a charged time together that we are filled with great belief that you know what, we can go and begin to take dominion and expand and increase our dominion. I have then also heard people say, wow, what a great conference we've had, or what a great prayer meeting we've had, what a great camp, or what a great word we have. But now it's time to go back to reality. Many uh, times people uh, would say that because there is a disconnect between where they are and what we are being directed by God to do. So it's almost like, let me go back to what I know and what is comfortable. Because questions become, begin to come in like, how can I take dominion when I'm diminishing? How can I take dominion when, my, when I am under siege? How can I take dominion when I'm struggling to make ends meet and to survive? How can I take dominion after such a tumultuous start to the year? It was a good word, but for me, I just need to survive. <laughs> I believe that it is in times like that that we should listen out for the word of God more than ever because it's the word that has the power to change our circumstances our circumstances will never dictate to us how to increase when they are pointing to decrease. Our circumstances do not give us our life. They do not speak life to us, but often speak towards death. But we are not those that are moved by what we see, but rather we walk by faith. In the word of the year, this year, Pastor Tom says the foundation scripture for the year is found in Isaiah 55 verses 1 to 3. This morning, I want us to go through the scripture and zone in particularly on verse 2. I'll actually read from verse 2 to verse 4. It says, enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare, lengthen your cords and strengthen the stakes. Verse 3 then goes on to say, For you shall expand to the right and to the left, and your descendants will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabited. Do not fear, for you will not be ashamed, neither be disgraced, for you will not be put to shame, for you will forget the shame of your youth and will not remember the reproach of your widowhood anymore. In the word of the year, Pastor Tom declared from the scripture that it is the time for expansion on the right hand and on the left. In simple terms, it just means that there will be both expansion in the natural and spiritual realms around us. We are coming out of a time that God was directing us and preparing us to take dominion and to expand, really expand our dominion. The verse that I just read uh, comes in procruence to God declaring to the barren one, 
The one who has not labored, the helpless one, the one who has not seen fruit in their life, or at least in certain aspects of their, of their life, the one who is ashamed and shamed due to barrenness, rejoice, for more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married woman, says the Lord. There is an announcement there that here is the one who had gone without a child, the one who was fruitless, but guess what? Your season has come, and now you will expand, you will be fruitful, you will be multiplied, and in a sense, you will take dominion. Hence, the title of my message today, Expansion from the Desolate Place. God gives us instructions here that I want us to examine and see how we can apply them in our various situations. Going into uh, Isaiah 54, there's the first instruction there in verse 2. He says, enlarge. Enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwelling. Back in the day, they would live in tents made of goat skins and everything would be housed within a tent. A tent would have multiple rooms within them. But now God says to the barren one, enlarge the place of your tent. Enlarging the place of your tent has many meanings, but today I want us to focus just on two. The first one is enlarge the space taken up by the tent. Enlarge the space taken up by the tent. So it means that because of the fruit that is about to come, because of the baby that is about to come, you need to expand the place of your tent. Maybe now it's to say, hey, look, you, you need an extra room. You need a nursery for the child that's coming in. Or you need a pantry. You need a storehouse for the blessing that is about to come. There cannot be increase without the increase in the capacity, lest the blessing become a curse. This speaks to our expectancy. When God has spoken to us that there is fruit that is coming, there is dominion that we have to take, there has to be an expansion of our capacity. See, it's not enough to just shout, I receive, I receive the fruit, I receive the fruit, without the corresponding action towards expectancy. You can't then just say, yes, I believe it's going to happen. And when if it's a, your wife is pregnant, you don't even go to the doctor, you don't even buy any preparation. There has to be some action that comes when such a declaration is made because you realize that there is a process that is happening and when the fruit comes, you must be ready. Enlarge the space taken by the tent. The second meaning I want us to look at today is enlarge the location of your tent. Enlarge the location of your tent. See, as we go through life and the many challenges and, and triumphs even in life, it's easy for us to build tents or places of habitation in the wrong places. We can end up living in a place that we are supposed to just go via or to just go through, a place that we are passing through. See, the Bible in Psalm 30 verse 5 says, Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. You see, we can get so used to the night seasons that we build our whole lives around the darkness, the silence and the sorrow that comes with night seasons. But I believe God is saying to some people today, the place you are is not where the place you should be, or the place you are is not the fullness of it all. Just a few minutes ago, Pastor Tom was talking to us about really expansion and increasing, saying this is the time to look into even new markets, new countries, new regions, new territories. Enlarge your tent. Enlarge the place of your tent. See, it's time for us to go back to the visions and the dreams God gave us. It's time to live with vision and purpose again. Yes, things may not be as expected, but if it's God's vision isn't before us, we will live our lives dictated to by events, reports, and circumstances. As the Bible says in Proverbs 29, 18, without a vision, people perish. Other versions say, cast off restraint. Anything then goes. We can be moved by any wind because there is no vision that is 
is driving us. There is no vision that we are pursuing and driving us to. I want to encourage you this morning. I want to encourage us this morning to say, enlarge the place of your tent based on the vision that God gave you for your life. Increase your capacity to hold the dominion and the blessing that is coming to your life. Secondly, the next instruction is in, still in verse 2. It says, do not spare. Enlarge and do not spare. Other versions say, do not hold back. You know, oftentimes when we're in a place of restriction, pressure or constriction, when making plans for an increase, we are tempted to spare or even dream with reluctancy. You almost are dreaming with the constraints that you're going through in mind. So you begin to say, ah, but you know, can I really dream about that big? No, 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 actually, let's spare a little bit. Can we really enlarge? No, maybe, maybe let's just spare a little bit. See, if we normally expand according to the power that we have, but here's the thing. When we are called to expand and we are pursuing the purposes of God, it is not about the power that you and I have within ourselves or by ourselves. It is the power that is at work within us. You know, one of my favorite scriptures is in Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20. It says, now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the power that is at work in us. I'll be honest with you. For the longest time, I used to just, you know, pray and declare that he is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ever ask, think, or imagine, and leave the responsibility with him to do. But the Bible goes on to say, according to the power that is at work in us. You see, he has the power, but him having the power is not enough. We have to act. So when we are looking at, at expanding and enlarging without restraint or without holding back, it is not about because of our power alone, but it is about his power that is at work within us. I've had the privilege of working with some men of great faith, and one of the, them being Pastor Tom, and I've learned that we cannot be limited by the resources, capability, for provision will always follow vision. If you are going to redream and begin to enlarge your tent based on what you have, then you are going to sell yourself short. Because if you look at that, then surely you will not be able to do all that God has put you on this earth for such a time as this for. Here's the thing. He is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ever ask, think, or imagine. So when will you see it? How will you be able to do it? It will be because of you working it out, you going and beginning to do, because you can't imagine it, it's beyond what you can imagine. Remember in Isaiah 55, it speaks about how his thoughts are not our thoughts. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts and his ways are higher than our ways. So enlarge and spare not and begin to see the God who is able to do more come through for you. Isaiah 46.10 says, I will make known the end from the beginning, from ancient times, what is still to come. I say my purpose will stand and I will do that I please. See, he knows the end from the beginning. He declares the end from the beginning. To him, it's already done. To him, all the resources are there. To him, all the capability is there. Now what we need to do is work it out with the power that is given on the inside of us to work it out. Begin to work it out. See, it is time for us to stop relying on our own strength or be limited by our own inabilities, but to truly learn to trust in him and his power that is at work within us. Thirdly, lengthen your cords. You know, I was quite fascinated about this line. Lengthen your cords. Lengthen your cords. 
reading about the purpose of, of chords in tents and thinking about my own previous experiences with tent, tents, I've realized the wider a tent is, the longer the chords. So lengthening your chords means lengthening your reach, expanding. These chords are really the support system of the tent. They are the support of the tent. See, as we look at expansion from a state of constriction, restriction, or desolation, we must ensure that we have a strong support system around us, a strong support that keeps our tent reaching wider, but also keeps it steady. Proverbs 11:14 says, where there is no counsel, the people fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. Here the scripture says clearly that going without a support system will result in failing. But in a multitude of counsel, there is safety. Now that means that when you fall, there's an ability to bounce back. Because you have people around you that will pull you up. It assures us that the safety we have or the safety net that we have is in the relationships that we have around. See, the tension in the cords is what keeps the tent steady. The tension in the relationship is what will help us grow and be able to enlarge and fulfill all that God has called us to do. The tension, the tension. You see, we, we, we need tension relationships in our lives. We don't need wishy-washy relationships where anything goes. We need tension relationships, relationships that will keep us on the straight and narrow, relationships that will continue to pull us together. Proverbs 27, 17 says, Iron sharpens iron, and one man sharpens another. I believe sometimes we don't fully see the fullness of the power of relationships because we can hide in relationships and not really let iron sharpen iron. We can be so secretive in relationships that no sharpening happens. Do you re have relationships that you can be vulnerable in with your struggles, with your fears? with the things that you're going through, your frustrations, your pains, the sin that easily besets you, your weaknesses. See, if we don't develop those relationships, we will find largely that you are in a big pool of people and have relationships but do not really have the community support, the tension on your tent that you need to have the structure stand how it should. On the flip side, can someone be with you and be in, a, be in relationship with you and will you allow them to be open with their weaknesses, their pain, frustration and ensure that the tension, the cords are tensioned around them or are you judgmental, a rumor monger such that if they come to you, their issues are now all over or maybe you are the one who gives textbook answers, textbook answers, no empathy or understanding, just textbook answers. See, surely if you are that kind of person, then you will find that people will not be able to relate with you because there is no ability to connect. We all need relationships, especially when trying to enlarge. Normally, we rush to relationships that can connect us, but more importantly are the relationships that can uh, keep us going according to what God has said. Relationships that we are able to go and say, this is what I sense God saying to me in this season, and they can keep us accountable and help us to that. You know, one of the things that I found is that it's, it's very hard to share or to find relationships where you can share your dreams and visions. It's even harder when you do not have the means to accomplish those dreams and visions. Because the people that you will speak to will probably look at you and be like, those are just dreams. Yes, they are. 
and maybe even laugh at you and ridicule you, but if you can find people around you, if you can develop relationships around you, that you are able to speak things into being around them. The book, book of Malachi in, uh, in uh, chapter 3 and verse 16 says something quite interesting. It says, then those who feared the Lord spoke one to another, and the Lord listened and heard them. So a book of remembrance was written before him for those who fear the Lord and who meditate on his name. What is contained in the books of remembering that are concerning you and I? What are we speaking about as believers? Are, we, are our books of remembrance, the ones that are written uh, concerning the words we have spoken, filled with complaining, with murmuring, plotting disaster or hurt? Or are they filled with life-giving words, with faith-filled words of what we want to see based on what God is saying to us? You know, one of the things that I've experienced uh, is that you can have lots of people around you but lack real relationships. Now, one of the things that I actually disliked about uh, becoming a pastor was that the friends and the people that I used to relate with, most of them just withdrew. But I'm like, but we used to speak about deep things last week. We used to share personal things last week. What happened? But now because I became a leader, people almost drew back and thought they couldn't be real around me anymore. And, I, and, and that was one of the most hurtful things about the process of becoming a leader because it became somewhat lonely. It became hard to find relationships. Now, try to make new friends, even harder. Because when you come around, it's like, ah, ah pastor, yeah, how, how, how are you pastor? And like, no, I, I, I need to relate because I cannot do life alone. We need each other. We need each other. See, it takes intentionality to develop those relationships that take you to the next level. It even takes some sort of intentionality to even stage to say, you know what, I need friendship here. I need friendship. Yes, I'm still a pastor, but I need friendship here. I need friends that will cause me to grow, friends that will keep my feet to the fire, friends that I can be vulnerable with. I know there are many out there who are in various places of leadership, even in the marketplace where you can end up feeling lonely because everyone now is, is looking up to you and the relating is difficult. But I want to encourage you, be intentional to fight for relationships. You cannot do life alone. Remember it says that when you, when you go alone, you will fall. Do not go alone. Strive for relationship. Look for relationship. Fight for the relationship. We need to lengthen our cords. The last instruction here is strengthen your stakes. Strengthen your stakes. In another version, it says, drive your pegs deep. The stakes or pegs are what fixes the tent to the ground. And the, here, the instruction is drive them deep. When we look at expansion, it goes without saying that the foundation must also be strengthened. The higher we desire to go upwards must be met with the corresponding action of deepening the roots of all the foundations. Constantly growing and developing the foundation, removing and unlearning certain things are very important if we want to be able to grow. I'll give you an example. When you're in a place of dis desolation, it's very easy to adopt a survival mindset. And it's part of your makeup now that, you know what, I just need to survive. But we need to unlearn such survival mindsets and begin to have a thriving mindset where you can see yourself thriving. And when you can see yourself thriving, you're able to see opportunities for you to thrive. Joshua was about to lead the Israelites into their taking of dominion, the land they had received as an inheritance from the Lord. And God gave him simple instructions of what to do 
in this quest, what should be the foundation of whatever he does? Joshua chapter 1 and verse 6 to 8 says, Be strong and courageous, for you will distribute the land I swore to their fathers to give them as an inheritance. Above all, be strong and very courageous to carefully observe the whole instruction my servant Moses commanded you. Do not turn from the right or the left so that you will have success wherever you go. This book of instruction must not depart from your mouth. You are to recite it day and night so that you may carefully observe everything written in it. For then you will prosper and succeed in whatever you do. For us to thrive and not just survive, the Bible must be our daily bread. Not just to tick boxes to say I've read the daily reading, but to actually search, search it out. Search out the scriptures concerning what we, where we are and what God is calling us to. Our foundation has to be built on the rock. You know, in Matthew chapter 7, Jesus speaks about how one who hears his words and builds on them is like the man who built on the rock. And the one that hears and doesn't do anything is like you built on sand. The thing in, in life is that trouble will come. It will come. I used to actually pray uh, and say, God, may, may, may I have no troubles in my life? May I have no problems in my life? Until I realized that, you know what? That's, not a, that's a, a, probably a very immature prayer. Because troubles will come. The issue is how am I in that season of great trouble. How am I going to live my life? What is my response going to be? How am I going to stay focused on the things that God has called me to do and to be in the season where it is tough? You know, one of the things about the, the, the trees around the celebration center is that these tall palm trees, some of them are as tall as the building, some I think are about to be even taller. But when there's a storm away, there's wind in August there, you'll find that the tree sways. It sways. It is affected by the wind. It is, but it is not moved by the wind. I've never heard at any point some, someone saying, you know what, it's almost August. Let's tie those trees. Let's find some way to anchor those trees because they may fall. No, because the root system is so strong that no matter what the winds, when the winds come, we know they are, when they come, all they are is swayed, not moved. May we put our stakes in the ground so deep. May we put our pegs in the ground so deep that when the winds of life come, we may be swayed, but we are not moved. We remain standing, rooted in the Lord. You see, the first is to enlarge your tent. Secondly, ensure you do not spare. Thirdly, lengthen your cords. And lastly, strengthen the stakes. See, this is a process. See, this is not a, just a get rich, scream to say, if I do this and then. But you will find that as you begin to do this, you will leave that place of desolation, leave that place of barrenness, leave that place of fruitlessness. But you will begin to see what it says will be the fruit of that. In Isaiah 54 verse 3, it says, For you shall expand to the right and to the left, and your descendants will inherit the nations and make the cities inhabited. It's amazing that the Bible would speak to say, this is what's to come. Give us the instructions and then what we will see as a result of that. We will come out of these places of desolation, these places of barrenness, and be able to see increase all around us to the right and to the left. See, it goes on further in verse 4, something that I, I, I found very amazing at the end of this. It says, do not fear, for you will not be ashamed. 
neither be disgraced, for you will not be put to shame. For you will forget the shame of your youth and will not remember the reproach of your widowhood anymore. See, with a tumultuous start to the year that we have had, and then hearing Pastor Tom say the start of the year isn't over, it's like, okay, am I going to be pushed so much back to constrict again, to be constrained again to a place where I'm going to go back to the disgrace that I've had before? You know, there are some people who things were going well, fell, and are beginning to build up again, and now it feels like, okay, with the way things are going, with the way things are, are, are shrinking on us, am I going to go back to that place? Maybe it's in your business where you say, okay, I was now at a better place where I could take care of everything that God has given me, even the people that are working with us in this business, but things seem to be shrinking. Will I be able to walk again? Or will I be ashamed thinking, oh, Whenever they see me, they're like, here's the boss that doesn't pay us. He was unable to pay us. No, he says, you will not be disgraced. Again, it reminds me of a scripture in Joel 2, 25 to 27. It says, so I will restore to you the years the swarming locust has eaten, the crawling locust, the consuming locust, and the chewing locust, my great army which I sent among you. You shall eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God who has dealt wondrously with you and my people shall never be put to shame. Then you shall know that I am in the midst of Israel. I am the Lord, and there is no other. And again he declares, my people shall never be put to shame. I know we go through seasons of shame, seasons of embarrassment, but here the Bible is saying, out, you're coming out of that desolation into fruitfulness, and shame shall not be your portion. I know that when you're going through shame, it's hard to do the things that we have spoken about. It's hard to dream again because all you can see are the things that you have messed up or the things that haven't gone well. When you're in shame, it's hard to lengthen your cords. It's hard to go into real relationships because you don't want to be exposed. It's hard to lay bare there with your shame. It's hard really to, to dream big and to be without restraint when you're dreaming and envisioning because there are so many things that will pull you back. It's hard to even get into the presence of God when you're full of shame and begin to, to strengthen those pegs. It's, it's very difficult. But I believe that even today, one of the things that God is doing today is removing shame from the midst of us. He is removing shame and embarrassment from the midst of us. Those that had put in a garment of shame, it's time for it to come off. It's time for it to come off such that you can be bold. Again, you can be courageous again. You can stick your nose in the word of God without fear, without shame. <laughs> Maybe you've actually been shrinking your tent. It's making, you've been making it smaller and smaller and smaller. Yet God is saying to you, enlarge your tent. Enlarge your tent. Don't make it shrink on account of shame. You know, I, I, I began to think about many people or some groups of people that have shrunk into shame. Maybe you had a public fall where you were prominent and now you, it was a public fall and now you are covered with shame. It's difficult for you to be bold again. It's difficult for you. Maybe your business and influence has grown and shrunk so much that when Victory Business Forum, Vic, VBF are looking for people to partner with, you don't even receive a call anymore. Maybe you went at life alone with no cords, no support system, and you fell, as the Bible says in Proverbs 14, 16, 14, 6. Or your foundations developed cracks that you didn't resolve and now you are covered with shame. 
Perhaps you have been childless, either physically or figuratively, with no fruit to talk about, and now you are filled with shame that's causing you not to progress, or maybe you experienced a major loss that has now caused you to be full of shame. I want to say today that I believe that God is removing the shame, is removing the reproach, and is calling you to rejoice. Rejoice, O barren one. Rejoice, O childless one. Rejoice, O one who has previously been covered with shame, for he is removing that shame from you today. He is removing it such that you may begin to enlarge your tents, enlarge your territories, begin to dream again, see it again, go back again confidently to what God spoke to you about and say, you know what, I may have fallen, I may have been covered with shame, but I'm back. I'm back. I am back. And by the grace of God, I will be able to move from this place of desolation to a place of increase, to a place of dominion in the name of Jesus. So as I close today, I want to pray for any who may be feeling that shame. Father, I pray today for anyone who is connected today or who has listened to this uh, however way, who is covered with shame in one way or the other. Father, may you cause a restoration of the value, their value, the value that you see in them, their worth today. Father, may you replace that spirit of heaviness that is upon them with the garment of praise. May you give them the beauty for ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning. And would you remove the shame and restore upon them a crown. Father, we pray today that shame ends today. Shame ends today. And we move on walking in your grace, in your glory, in Jesus' name. Amen. Now maybe you're out there. And uh, maybe your kind of shame is, is a bit different because you are covered with the guilt of your sin. The Holy Spirit has been convicting you of your sin, the sins that you have been committing. Uh, but I want to say to you today that today is a day that you could actually uh, start off in a new life. The seventh day of February could be the start, the dawn of a new day in your life. If you've never received Jesus Christ, I want you today to make this the day that you do that. There are numbers that are appearing on your screen. Our call center are ready right now to receive your call. So call that number, send a WhatsApp, send a please call me back to the number that is appearing on your screen. And our counselors in the call center are ready to speak to you, to encourage you and to teach you more and lead you into this decision that you are making. Maybe you're out there and you need someone to speak to. Maybe your shame is so bad that you need someone to speak to, someone to strengthen, with, strengthen you. Our call center is there. They're equipped to be able to help you. But if they ever find that maybe this is harder than they could, we've got many other professional counselors, many other pastors that will be there to ensure that we help you move to that place of, from that place of shame to that place of basking in his glory. So make sure you use those numbers and ensure that you get back into right standing with God, that you may be able to enlarge your tent, that you may be able to not withhold that you may be able to lengthen your cords and that finally you will strengthen your pegs such that you may see the expansion on the right hand and on the left hand. May God richly bless you. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that you were blessed and that God will continue to transform your life in this season. If you have a testimony or need prayer and counseling, 
please send a WhatsApp or a call me to plus 263-784-303900 or plus 263-717-459999. We want to hear from you and we're here for you and are ready to listen to you, to pray for you and to celebrate with you. So thank you. We love you and stay safe.